Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Trail Talk Podcast. I am your host, Liz Cox, and it's February, y'all. Can you even believe it? Where did January go? I'm not quite sure, but we're here, and I'm not going to lie. February, I I have a little love affair with February. It's, it's a month to celebrate your people that you love in all the right ways, and you know what? Yes, Valentine's Day can get very hyped up or can like kind of get like the boot because people are like oh it's so overrated but you know what I think it's amazing because it doesn't have to be about romantic love that we always celebrate I think that Valentine's Day is an opportunity to celebrate all the people you love in your life so why would we not want to take advantage (laughs) and if you're not aware February 13th is a little thing we like to call Valentine's Day. Thank you, Leslie. Note from Parks and Rec who founded that. But I say rep, Parks and Rec. Lord have mercy. Anyway, Valentine's Day is the day before Valentine's Day, and it is purely designed to celebrate the ladies in your life that you love and adore and make you just like get through life, you know? <laughs> your best girlfriends in the whole world. Valentine's Day, won't lie, is one of my favorite holidays of all time. And today's podcast, I know Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day are next week, but I wanted to get one of my dearest friends on the podcast this week to kind of prep our hearts for next week and how we can celebrate our people really, really well. So today on the podcast, we have Natalie Lewis, who... Well, I said she's a really dear friend. She is. The irony is that we've actually never seen each other in real life. (laughs) We have been internet friends for years. Thank you, Instagram. And Natalie has just been such a cheerleader in my life as I have walked through seasons of singleness and well, and still am walking in a single of season season of singleness. Wow. Tongue tied. Um, but she is just such a champion for celebrating and living this season. Well, and I am so excited for you all to listen to this for single women, married women, everybody in between. Um, I think this is an amazing episode that talks about just living in the season where you are and doing it well and how to celebrate people um, around you in whatever season they find themselves in as well. So for those of you, if you do not know Natalie, Natalie lives in Louisiana with her sweet husband and is pursuing her calling of sharing God's truth, especially about singleness and cultivating an eternal perspective with women through Bible studies and on social media. She has, she has built such a platform that propels women to embrace the season that they're in wholeheartedly. I am so overjoyed that you all get to hear this conversation today. I'm not going to lie. This is one of my favorite interviews to date. Um, I was like riding this high after our conversation, and I hope that you all leave feeling the same way. So I'm going to quit rambling. I'm going to let y'all just sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with my sweet, sweet friend, Natalie. Friends, I am so excited. Natalie is on the show today, and she has been, what, like an internet friend for, for years now. For yeah. years now. So we're, we feel like we're hanging out finally, and it's the best day. Yeah. Um, but Natalie is like every girl's best friend. And Valentine's Day, but you are. You're like such an advocate for women, um, specifically single women, which we're timing this for Valentine's Day. So I just felt like this would be the perfect episode for all the girls out there in their season of waiting 
because Natalie's just so wise. She's been such an encouragement in my life. And I was like, I want her on the podcast. And we're going to talk about all the things. (laughs) Thank you for being on the show today. We're so excited. Oh, I appreciate you inviting me. I've been looking forward to it for a while. We've only had to reschedule it only a couple of times. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. But for those who do not know you, tell us a little about who you are, what you do, what life looks like for you. Okay. Well, hey, y'all. I'm so excited to be here. I'm from the South, from Louisiana, if you couldn't tell by my y'all. But uh, my name is, I go by Natalie Met Lewis on my website and everything like that. Metrochon is my maiden name. but I am married now for almost three years to Josh and we live in Lafayette. We have no kids or no pets yet. Um, but I love writing Bible studies and creating prompted journals. My first being for singles. Um, never really thought about myself as a writer, but when God calls you to do something, you just do it. (laughs) And it ends up being like so much better than you can even imagine whenever it's his plan. So, um, I love writing devotionals and being able to share God's truth um, through that avenue. Um, I also just recently started uh, selling beauty counter, which is like safer skincare and beauty (laughs) Um, and building a team like that. And that was another really surprising thing that God did it because I was like, I never saw myself as a leader either. So God's just like putting a lot of things in on my plate that I never expected, but are so much better than I can imagine. So basically with both of those things, it is all about me connecting with women encouraging them and just like wanting to transform their lives. That's like basically my jam right now. So that's what, that's what I'm up to. Um, and we're also getting ready to build a house. So that is like a third or fourth job right now. So (laughs) it's fun, but it's so much. I love it. Yeah. I love that. It's so fun. Yeah. I get my beauty counter goods from Natalie and it's the best. My skin loves me for loving you. and (laughs) So it's great. Um, excuse me. But I am, I'm so grateful that you have such a heart for single women and the season can be such, can be one of such delight, but also some darkness too. Like it can be a lonely season. What would be your best advice to a gal in that season to embrace the delights of singleness and how to find truth when the dark days come? Um, I love how you said that, that there is delight and there's darkness Mm -hmm. Because you're going to find that in every season, um, that there there are both. And highlighting one or the other is not really a healthy place to be. So seeing Mm -hmm. them both and and recognizing it is so healthy. So um, I love that. I tend to focus on encouraging people to find the delight. Um, That's kind of like, I feel like we, we... more often than not focus on the darkness and the loneliness of Mm -hmm. it. So I love to encourage people to find the delights in it. But, um, my best advice would be, um, or a big thing that, that I realized was that there are so many opportunities that you will have in singleness that you really will not have ever again. Um, and that sounds that I don't know if that sounds strange to single women. Um, but it really, there are things that you can do as a single person on your own, making your own decisions and just, just having that freedom that you won't get the opportunity to do as a married person. So like once you get married, you really like lose a lot of opportunity. So that's why I find that it's so important to really like just take hold of that opportunity whenever you are given it. Um, But another thing that I would say too, is that the time is going to pass 
whether you are living fully or whether you are sitting in the corner sulking to yourself. Um, If you could ask God and say, hey, like, when am I going to meet my future husband? I remember thinking, if I just knew when it was going to happen, I'd be able to relax and chill. Like, Mm -hmm. that was going to help things. So it's like, okay, if God told me it was going to be in five years, if it was going to be in 10 years, like what's the difference between him telling me that and me just trusting Mm. that it's going to happen in this perfect time. So the time's going to pass. If you knew it was going to be five years from now, like how would you live? Would you be like, okay, I'm going to spend these next five years loving life, traveling, doing things with friends, just all these things that maybe won't happen as easily when you get married do them now anyways, whether you, whether you know it's going to be tomorrow or whether you think it's going to be another five years from now. Um, basically just maximizing that time. Um, you just, you don't want to look back on that season as something where you didn't squeeze out all the goodness that God had for mm-hmm. you because he's got so, so much. And sometimes it's hard to hear that whenever you're in that single season that there is goodness in it, but, um, but there really is. Mm-hmm. Um, And then you ask how to find the truth whenever you're in the dark times. Um, feel like I love that you said that my (laughs) tagline is truth seeker, truth teller is like all about God's word and finding truth. And the reason for that, and the reason why that was like something that was so big in my head was because those truths are what genuinely changed my season from a season of, um, just, questioning God, wondering why, like feeling forgotten and wondering what was going on. Um, his truth was what changed everything. So, um, there are going to be days that are going to be hard just because we talk about like maximizing your singleness. It doesn't mean things aren't going to be hard. The same is true for marriage. Just even if you, even if marriage is a gift, it doesn't mean that every day is easy Mm -hmm. or fun or enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be hard times and you, you have to, um, find the goodness in that too, but learning to seek out the truth in God's word and combat the lies that the world is telling us is just so, so important. And it's really where I feel like we experience the most true joy in singleness and where we experience the most abundance. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really after soaking in the word that everything that the Lord said, um, just, it, it just, what he said about me and what he said about my story, it's what transformed my thinking on it. So for instance, he talks about us being complete, not lacking in anything. That was something that I didn't really believe before. And it was something I had to like take hold of. Like I am not lacking. This is not a situation where I'm missing something. He's given me everything that I need to live a full life. There's another verse like that. There's so many things like that, that you have to absorb it. You have to keep absorbing it until you believe it Mm -hmm. and it will change your life. He Mm -hmm. talks about his plans being immeasurably better than ours. I found that true to be like true in my life. Not while I was going through singleness, I realized that that verse was true afterward, but having it to hold on to even before I saw the truth, like saw, saw it exhibited in my life was Mm -hmm. Just it was it was such a powerful thing to to hold on to, um, and then there's another verse too. This is one truth that I held tight to from Deuteronomy, and it talks about um, that it is good for man to sit alone while you're young. 
if it is basically if it is what God's plan for you. And I mm-hmm. hated reading that verse. <laughs> I was like, Dang it! I was like, that. It alone. Like, why is this good? <laughs> but if that's what God's plan is for you, it's going to be good, and you're going to see that. So, those truths and so many more are really what changed my changed like changed my perspective, and it's what pulled me out of the dark. All the dark thoughts and the the worldly lies and transform my life. And I feel like that is why he, like, that's why it was so important to write that devotional because it was like, this is what changed my life. And this is what, there's too many people who don't know these truths. We, we read through the Bible and we think God doesn't have a lot to say about singles or singleness. There's like a few passages that we always talk about, but there's so much more than you might even expect. So, um, digging into his word and really, really seeing what he says about you and believing it and keeping it at the forefront is like, it's life changing and it's the most important thing. So, Mm. but yeah. So good. So (laughs) good. I'm like, yes. And amen. We could just end right there. (laughs) Like so good. And it's true. And I, I can say like, I've done Natalie's devotional for singles and it, it is, I feel like I did it in one of my like more, I think it was like right after a breakup and Mm. it is just kind of in that raw space that I was like, God met me in a way that I just, I couldn't have prepared for and was just so sweet. And I think we didn't talk about this obviously on the interview, but before we started talking, Natalie asked me how I'm doing in singleness. And I told her I'm just in this like relaxed, peaceful place. Um, And I think so much of that is because of what you just said, like knowing you're complete, like you're not lacking anything Mm -hmm. just because you're not married. Yeah. It's just sweet. It's just really Some days are harder to believe that than others, but (laughs) that's, I mean, that's just life. (laughs) Days are harder to believe on some days than others, regardless of your season. So yeah, but at least you have like that truth to go back to, even whenever it pops up in your head, you're like, you can kind of catch, you probably catch yourself more quickly than you used, you know. Uh having that in your head and like really ingrained. So yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that. I love that. Um, well, and I would love for people to know, cause obviously you're married now, but Mm -hmm. kind of walking us through the story of, of, you know, kind of those single years where a little bit like pre husband, how you Um. met your husband (laughs) and, um, did you struggle with letting go? I think this, this is like one of my favorite questions for married women that I know had like a really beautiful single life. Um, did you struggle with letting go of ways you lived your life as a single woman, as you entered into a serious relationship with him? Um, and how did you greet this? For some people, they're like, this is a weird question. Yeah. This is a common conversation I have with a lot of my married friends. Um, how do you grieve singleness well while preparing your heart well for marriage? So that's a, that's a lot of questions, but yeah, yeah. Collide okay. together. <laughs> I will start with sharing, uh, my, well, so my twenties, I like dated here and there. I had a couple of serious relationships. Um, and then it felt like I was single for forever though, but I did have a couple of, uh, serious relationships that honestly, it, probably two or three were moving towards marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but each time God really told me that that was not, it. he was super faithful in not letting me get to like, get too far past, mm-hmm. um, where I couldn't come back. Well, not where I couldn't come back from, but too far right. past what I really needed to go. Yeah. So even though there were times where I didn't like listen to him immediately, he never let me get to the part where I was like, you know, getting engaged to someone I shouldn't have been or anything. But I was, 
Because <laughs> me too. You, I mean, thank that's... you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it really, it like at the time, it is like breakups, and I turned down a proposal. Like this kind of stuff is like serious and heartbreaking, and it's not easy yeah. in the moment. But looking back on it, ten, fifteen years later, mm-hmm. I would not have changed it at all. Like, I'm, I'm like cannot, cannot even like fathom if I would have made a choice that would have been because I didn't want to be single, not because I wanted to be married to this person. Mm, so, um, but, um, he was always so super faithful, but so the, uh, I was getting, getting on in years and <laughs> in the South, when yeah, you're in your life, you are weird. If you're not married, yep. most people, most of my friends had gotten married. Um, a twin sister had gotten married. It was strange. And I constantly would say, I just want to move to New York where it's like normal for people to not be married yes. at 30 yes. because 30 felt like such a looming deadline for me. So mm. I decided I wasn't going to date for like five or six months before I was like, so over dating. I had just like had this like three guys in a row not at the same time, but like in a row where like, it was just like, this is not it. You're not interesting. Mm-hmm. You are not good for me. Like just, but I was over it. I was tired of dating. Yes. So I took a little break from it and God, this honestly, this time is whenever God showed me all these truths in his word. This is whenever I like soaked up scripture and he did so much in me. Um, I was uh, headed to go see a friend. I had just turned 30 and I was headed to go see a friend in a, like a neighboring town. It was like an hour and a half away because she was my last single friend and I had to have an hour and a half to have a girl's <laughs> night, <laughs> which tells you something. Yes. Uh, but I was so desperate to go out with my girlfriend. We went, we had a girl's night. And while we were out, this little guy starts, he's not little, but this guy <laughs> starts talking to me and I'm like, what is going on? I've literally never talked to a guy while I was out ever, like just never entertained it. I was always like, this is a girl's night. Could you please move on? But for some reason I talked to him and, um, he was cute and he seemed like a nice guy and stuff like that. And come to find out we, um, found out that like he went to my French church and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, well, this is, you know, this is a little bit more promising. Mm -hmm. And then I asked him how old he was. (laughs) And he said, well, I'm 24. Uh, well, I'm going to be 24 next week. And this is like, y'all, I'm sitting here, just turned 30. Like I can't date a guy who's six years younger than me. Come on. But that's my husband, y'all. Like, <laughs> I did not know you had that age gap. We do, we do, and no I one, no one knows it. I think it is. Uh, anytime I share that with people, they're like, "I love that because it yes. opens up a different, a different that. group." God, like, first of all, did I think I was going to meet my husband at a casino? Goodness, no. <laughs> I always thought it was going to be, I'm going to meet my husband at church or mm-hmm. through a setup. Like, this is like, this is how God's going to do it for me. And he does it in the most unexpected way. Did I think oh, my husband was going to be six years younger? No, but none of this stuff would I change. None of it would I change. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like one of those things where you just like, God is, he is going to do something that you're not going to expect. And because if you could expect it or plan it for yourself, 
I already mentioned this. He's, he's telling you this. He's going to do immeasurably more than you can think or imagine. Mm -hmm. But for anybody who's like, oh, I would never do online dating or I would never do that. You got to be open to anything that God like calls you to, you know, be open Mm -hmm. to. It doesn't mean that everything's for everybody or every, you know, there's not one way that God's going to do anything for everybody. It's going to be different situation for each person. But I just like our story of meeting and stuff like that. Just, I don't know. It just, it just proves that for me over and over again that I like, I'm going to plan something and God's going to be like, I'm going to really, you're, you're going to think this is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, But the funniest part about him being six years younger is that He's the most mature person I've ever it. dated. I and it. I mean, just really, and um, the biggest servant's heart, like there's so many things that are more important than age or just all these things that we can kind of get stuck on. When you are married, none of that stuff is going to matter. Like I was saying, no one even knows, no one, I look kind of young for my age and he looks kind of old yeah. for his age. So no one guesses it. The only time it comes up is whenever we are watching pop culture things. And I'm, and he's like, is that Topanga or Kelly Kapowski? And I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> How do you not know this? How do you not know this? But that's always fun, but that's literally the only time it comes up. So Absolutely. if there's things like that, where you're like, ho- like hung up on, you got to get over it. Like, I mean, that's good for me to hear. Cause I get hung up on age a lot. I'm like, yeah. Oh no. Cause like all the single guys at our mm-hmm. church for the most part are like are younger, significantly younger. And I'm like, Oh no. Yeah. Write them off immediately. And that's not good. No, it's, it's like character and heart. Like you got to put like character and heart. And I, it makes me realize too. I'm like, this is why I couldn't have been married as a 26 year old. Cause my mm-hmm. husband was playing football in college. <laughs> he was a young child. <laughs> he was a young child. It would have been weird, but um, no, that wouldn't have been weird, but it, it does. It just makes you think there might be other reasons for you being single that you're going to figure out later and be like, well, yeah. that was why that all make, that this all makes sense now. It's not that big of a deal. So why cool. was I freaking out? <laughs> I love that. Oh, that's so fun. I love yeah. that story. Oh gosh. Me too. So I love good. telling it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. But yeah, how did okay. you going into all that? Yeah, the other questions. Okay, did I struggle with letting go um, of my single life? Okay, I don't think it was so much of as a struggle with letting it go, but it was like bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Um, there were absolutely things that I miss, um, but I think I'm just so thankful that I maximize it and that I like had those sweet experiences. Mm. that it makes it easier to move on to the next season. So like I think about like my like cozy apartment or like just like the life that I had, the like quiet, like my mornings were so quiet and uninterrupted. It was just so, such a sweet, beautiful, like intimate time with the Lord. And so those kind of things I do like look back on and miss. Mm -hmm. Um, But Um, I feel like I even did, I actually did wrote a blog post that was super therapeutic the night before our wedding. It was like, like saying goodbye to my single self. Um, and it was like, you got to go read it. Cause I like, I actually went and read it before. And I was like, I wrote out, these are the things like, I'm so thankful for these things that you chose to do. People you didn't, you, you cut things off with. I'm thankful for the time you spent with your niece. Like that's a sweet relationship that you have now. 
like telling my single self how like the how I'm proud of the things that she did mm. so that it kind of like you can even do this as a single person and say what letter would I want to write to myself like what would I want to be like you know kind of like one of those future self things I love it but just to look back on and it, it just helped me to appreciate that time and so I felt like I was free to move on to the next season because mm. I had I had done it well I didn't have regrets of things that I like missed out on so I think that made it easier to move on it wasn't um it wasn't some kind of I wasn't like running and jumping into marriage like just trying to get the heck out of the last season. It was like a peaceful transition. Like I loved this and now I'm going to love, I can move on and I'm going to love this season. So, um, that was, that was kind of how it was for me. Um, well, and I think that's so good. I, well, and I think that answers the question of like, how did you grieve singleness well while you prepared for marriage? Well, it simply, you, you live singleness well. So you, it was like, thank you next. <laughs> yeah, ready for yeah. marriage. Like you're excited for marriage. You're thankful for that season you were in, but you're ready to like do what God's called you to do next, which is like, yeah. And it was, and, and, it, and like to, to, to learn to do that in singleness, to like maximize it and be intentional about living it abundantly. That lesson, you need that lesson for every season. Like within singleness, you're going to need to use it in marriage and you're going to need to use it in motherhood. Like even now talking about like potentially um, getting pregnant soon or whatever. It's like, I, I like, and I probably, I'll be honest. I probably haven't maximized our married without children Mm -hmm. years as much as I did my singleness, to be honest. And so it is something that like, even for this year, I'm like, I want, you know, knowing that this season might end soon of us being without kids, I want to maximize it. Like I did my singleness so that I could like look on it with like the sweetest, fondest feelings mm-hmm. and the yeah. best memories and all that stuff. So my advice is always just to like make a bucket list. If you want, like just really yeah. choose things that are going to like life giving and things that you're, you're not going to think, Oh, I wish I would have done more of that. I wish I would have done more of that. Like, just do it. Just do, do it. it. Just do it and enjoy it. It's great. Nike. <laughs> Nike. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. I know that you love being a wife to your sweet man, but I also know that you advocate for being joyful in all seasons of life, which we were just speaking on. Can you speak into the idea of marriage, marriage being a gift, but not the goal of life? Yeah. Okay. So you're like, I'm about absolutely. to Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As for sometimes I'm like, I'm like, I want to be your best friend, but also like want to kick you in the pants too. So yeah, that is <laughs> I want people friend. to do it to me too. Yes, but okay. As for being joyful in all seasons, one thing that like, I always want to challenge everyone with is if you are not joyful in your current season, you should not expect to be joyful in your next season. Mm. Just because like that, like joy, fullness of life, all of that stuff, is not going to come with your season of life. It is going to come because of your attitude and the way that you look at life and want to enjoy it and want to like just take grab all the sweetness out of it. So if just for anybody who thinks when 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 I get married I'll have more joy, I'll have more fun in life, I'll get to, you know, whatever. Um that's not 
how it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a choice that we're going to make. And if you learn it now, it's going to help you later. It's going to, you know, like I always say that any lesson you can learn now as a single person is going to serve you in the future. You're going to have less of life lessons to learn. You're going to already have them and have those like habits in place. I just think that's like, you're setting yourself up for such success in marriage and motherhood and everything like that. But Okay. So like you said, marriage is a gift, but it's not, it's not the goal. And the same with motherhood. Um, when we treat it like the goal, it really is easy to think that we, when we get there, everything's just going to be great. Like, you know, like that's, that's the end all be all when I get there, that's whenever. And then what do you just stop? I mean, right. Yeah. <laughs> are you just done? Yeah. I reached the goal. It's done. Um, Take me now, Jesus. But, yeah. <laughs> but I do hate how we like can portray that marriage is the goal, even like in the church a lot. Um, Cause you're just like, okay, so are we just a bunch of, lo- are you saying that I'm a loser because I haven't like achieved this? Like it's some kind of achievement or something like that. We definitely have to get outside of thinking that um, one quote that really, like you probably read this Elizabeth because it's in the devotional, but it says Mm -hmm. freedom comes in realizing that marriage and singleness are roles in which we carry out a higher calling of serving the Lord and not particular callings in and of themselves. Mm. So, so good. The person who says Fern, Fern Horst. Um, I'm not even sure where I got this, but it spoke to me. (laughs) (laughs) Says the the Kentucky girl. Um, but so that to me, it says freedom comes whenever we realize that at marriage, motherhood are not, they're not the calling of life. Honestly, even singleness is not a calling of life. Whenever we start running around, we're like, singleness is my calling. Like that's not true either. Mm-hmm. Um, our calling is to love the Lord, make his name known, love his people. And whether you're single or married or mom, that is how you fulfill that calling. And that's what makes them all look different. But it's not that that is like, if you, I really struggled with that. I thought I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I felt like I need to get married and have kids so that I'll have automatic purpose, automatic, like whatever. And that's like a very, like, so, so what is, what was I telling myself? Like that was the only way for me to have purpose. But if I honestly, if God would have given me that earlier in life than he did, I think I would have stalled out and not pursued so hard the calling that he had for me to like be a writer and to speak and stuff like that. I probably wouldn't be sharing his word with other girls yeah. and encouraging people. I probably would have just defaulted to that um, just because of my personality personally. But he didn't give me that like you know, fake automatic calling. And so I had to pursue what he had for me. And so I don't know, I just, I really do. I feel like that is one of those things where you're going to hear it. People's conversations are going to make it sound like those are the goal, but you have to know the truth and you need to remember it, remind yourself about it. And, um, just consistently keep that truth in your head that that is not, that is a lie that, that we have to reach that as a goal, that that is like, we're not going to be fulfilled till we get there. We're not going to be happy till we get there. We're not going to be like a full person or we're not going to be um, fulfilling God's calling. Those are all lies. So um, they're great avenues. They're each great avenues that we can 
individually fulfill our calling, but it's not like that is the calling. It's not the end all be all. Yeah. But yeah. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Well, it just puts everything into such perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, like again, like you were saying, you know, what lie have I been telling myself about my purpose and my worth if I'm relying on these roles to be what define mm-hmm. it? Like, yes. Load of crap. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's good for, for everyone to hear. Like, yeah, believer well, or not, like, yeah. especially believers, obviously, but mm-hmm. like anyone, like don't mm-hmm. put your worth in, in these roles that society and culture mm-hmm. tells us we, we, we as women have to have mm-hmm. to be right. the fullest versions of ourselves. Like, yeah. not true. And, and you see that whenever you see moms who are, have been moms for a little while, they're struggling. Cause they're like, I, I don't want, this is, I don't, I feel like I've lost my identity. Yes. So you, you know, that that's not something that's like fulfilling everything, your yep. entire calling. It mm-hmm. might be a portion of it. And God calls people to do things and stuff like that. But it's, that's more of like a personal thing. It's not like an overall, like everyone's got to achieve, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. certain, you know, whatever to be successful or anything like that. Exactly. So, yeah. Oh, so good. I love that. Mm, so good. I'm like <laughs> on a high from this conversation. Um, <laughs> well, we ask this of everyone we interview, mm-hmm. and it's always fun because the answers are always different. Um, but our mantra here at Twirl is she twirled through life with a heart full of joy. What for you is the foundation of your joy? As for the foundation, um, ultimately, my relationship with the Lord is what yeah. brings me joy. I absolutely, um, the promise and the hope of eternity in heaven is something that takes any kind of like rough experience that I'm going through or anything like that. It is an immediate, like it can immediately turn joy on for me because, um, it just, it's like, this is not all there is. This is not all yeah. there is. There's something so like, this is not how it's going to end or anything like that. There's something so hopeful. Um, all other joys are just like cherries on top, but, uh, but little things that give me joy, like my nieces, I'm absolutely like <laughs> obsessed with being an aunt. Um, sweet giggling, laughing time with my husband, so seeing him laugh, like belly laugh is like, <laughs> brings me so much joy. Oh, but, uh, I love that. Stuff like that. Honestly, like connections, like connecting with other women. I, I think I said that at the beginning, like mm-hmm. talking with girls, I, I'm like, I feel like a creeper. Cause I'm like sliding into girls DMS or whatever. I'm like talking with girls <laughs> and direct Thank message you. is like so fun for me. I just think it's yeah. like, I love it. I love connecting on all kinds of levels and just being able to, um, meet other women, but those are some like the little joys in life too. I love them. It's so good. It's so good. Um, okay. Well, I might throw you cause I didn't put this on here, but I just thought about it because <laughs> like, no, don't do it to me. But I think, it, I think it's an easy question. Okay. Um, especially cause this is going to be like our Galentine's yeah. um, podcast. What are, so this is kind of a two fold question. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a fun way for single girls to celebrate each other? Mm-hmm. And what is, cause I know we'll have like married engaged girls listen mm-hmm. to this too. What is, what are some fun ways that you either like you experienced in your years of singleness mm-hmm. um, that you're like married people that aren't single anymore? How can they celebrate their single sisters? Well, Oh, I love this. Okay. 
It just uh, came to me. I was like, yeah, I want her to answer this. No, that's <laughs> awesome. I love Valentine's Day. And that's, I do like that giveaway every year because I'm like, love I, it. I think friendships and are, are things to be celebrated. And just because there's not like this, the love of this, um, boyfriend or whatever, there's so much, mm-hmm. still so much love to celebrate. So, um, we did, my sister and I, and some of our friends, like married, not like all of it. We did a Valentine's Day party and we did a favorite things party. And so we'd all bring like, I think, you know, we picked like three or five or whatever of our, something that was like our favorite thing. And we did, um, if, if anybody's interested, I'll have to figure out what the rules are. I forget what they are. You could Google it. But, <laughs> you Google it, yeah. Um, they, um, so you bring these gifts and you leave with gifts and it was just like a fun time. I feel like I wore the brightest pink sweater I could wear. I love like pink for Valentine's Day. Yes. And, um, I, I just think that that is like fun. It's fun to celebrate Valentine's Day, whatever. I've like yeah. said that word a million times, but I just think to take it and like, let's make this a real thing or like yes. and celebrating it. Um, I also think this is another thing that I've said, this is kind of different than what you were saying, but for my friends who are single, um, I did this and I always kind of suggest this on Valentine's day, instead of like having a bummer of a day or feeling mm-hmm. like whatever, like get your gun good, like fun girls thing for Valentine's day. And then for Valentine's day, offer to babysit or watch some of your yes. married friends kids. Um, I did that with my sister. I watched my niece for Valentine's day. And I will tell you, like, it was so sweet to be able to like serve her, um, allow her to like that opportunity to go do that. Cause they, you know, it's not the easiest thing to find a sitter on Valentine's day, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, I wasn't at home sitting, like there's years that I've spent at home sitting alone and mm-hmm. just like pouting and being like bummed out. And then there's years that I did that where I like, I'd go watch her and was filled with so much. Like sometimes like the love of children can bring me to tears. Like it's yes. whatever that's weird, but <laughs> no, I'm like, you're the same way. Talk in my language. Yes. Oh, okay. So I'm yes. not strange, but like, just to say you could, you could end up not only having a sweet, sweet time yourself, but like giving that to your friends. I just think that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like advice for married friends to be able to support their single friends, um, I think that staying connected and um, like continuing to stay connected and invite them to do girls nights and stuff like that is so important. I felt like whenever I was single, I felt like I was the glue holding our group together because everyone was busier. So they didn't make plans. I was the only one making plans and mm, for yeah. they'd come do stuff whenever I'd ask, but it started, it, it bothered me for a little bit because I was like, why I'm always the one like, I want to be invited too, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, tr- I ended up getting over that and I was like, listen, I'm going to be our cruise director. I'm going to plan <laughs> all of our stuff. Like I'm going to embrace this and like, just have fun I love with it. it. Like whatever. But I do think it means a lot whenever, like for a single person, it means a lot for your married friends to continue to invest and not, mm-hmm. not be like so distracted with life that like these friendships kind of fall off the radar. Yeah. So that would be one thing I would suggest is just continue to be a friend, invite mm-hmm. and, you know, make some time for, for them. And it asks them questions about their life. I remember another thing too, feeling like, my people who are married and having kids and like doing all kinds of like bigger, serious things. It made Mm -hmm. me feel like going on a date was not that big of a deal. So I wasn't going to talk about it, Yeah, but 
And a lot of times people didn't ask me about it, which kind of like was a little bit of a bummer. So yeah. it's, it made me feel like my life, the things that were going in my life weren't quite as important or big, yeah. even yeah. though they were Im- big and important to me. So yeah. continuing to ask questions like how, like, are you enjoying this? Are you, have you, you know, mm-hmm. and you don't have to be like, you know, dramatic about it, but <laughs> <laughs> sit just, down and tell me. Everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. But just to say, be interested in what they're talking in, in their lives yeah. and what's going on, even if it's not as big as, you know, birthing mm-hmm. a child or something, <laughs> you know, whatever. Seemingly Casual. big. <laughs> but for us in our ways. world, like dating, you know, going on a exciting, That's a big deal. It's a big it's deal. such a big deal. And it's so much more fun whenever other people are excited with you. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. it, it's so fun whenever other people are excited with you. So just to be yeah. excited about their life too, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. Girls, well, cause I just people need to hear. <laughs> they do. They do. And I would say like you, it's like give each other grace in both of your yes. seasons. Um, because I think it's really it, both sides. Like it's easy for single mm-hmm. people to be like, why don't you care anymore? And it's right. easy for people that are married and getting adjusted to newlywed life or new mothers, like to mm-hmm. get caught up in their season two. And it's not that they don't care about the singles anymore. Um, it's, it's just different. So they're always give each other grace in that. But yes, I am absolutely. like you were saying on Valentine's day, like babysit your, the kids yeah. of your married friends. I am so for serving your friends in that way because I, at least for me, and I think the same for you, like the, like being invested in families has been like some of the sweetest Mm. gifts. So like those kids are like, like aunt life is the best life. Like (laughs) whether they're like blood nieces and nephews or not, like aunt life is the best life. And like those married couples the wives are, and the husbands are just as much like they, they mean so much to me. Like having those, the wives are always probably my like best friends, but their husbands end up being, especially like for me, who's right now in this season, like I'm open to dating, but I'm not dating anyone. Like those guys having steady, solid men who love me and care about my life, um, is huge. Like having their presence aside from like my dad and my brother, you know what I mean? Like men that are not obligated to love me and yet they do, um, in my life is huge. So I think that's, and honestly interacting with them, I think sometimes we can get so used to like not being around men in general that like you get around a guy and you're like, how do I do this? (laughs) I did that for a little bit. Oh yeah. Same, same. Or you get like so jaded from a couple of experiences yeah. that you're like, I'm done. I'm right, done. right. But like seeing them in their lives with your best friends and stuff like that, that is cool. You yeah. can kind of see that there are good men out there. Totally, totally. And too, like you don't ever have to question their intentions yes. or like, you're like, I know you're not hitting on me. Like I can have an right. honest, healthy conversation with you and not be on like walking on eggshells. Of yes. like, Where's this going to go? <laughs> oh my gosh. I was joking with a friend the other day. She's single. And we were walking around and I was like chatting it up with guys and stuff. And she was like, how are you doing that? I was like, I'm married. There's no, like, these guys don't think I'm flirt. I, I, Cause I used to be really like, Oh, I don't want that guy to think I'm flirting with yes. him. So I'm just not going to totally. talk to him. So there is <laughs> a level of, <laughs> oh, we had the same story. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. I turned like 
I had one bad experience where I had an employee who was always asking me out. So I was like, I'm your, I'm your boss. Like we can't. This is weird. You know, yeah. And he ended up quitting and telling them that whatever, it was something, I don't know, but it made me very cautious to be nice to guys. So, cause I was like, I don't want that same experience. I can't have anybody think right. I'm flirting with them. So I spent like a, a lot of years, like my guy friends were like, uh, you're coming off real bad to people. Like you come off like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like let's, so that kind of scarred me for a little bit. And then I had yeah. to like, I did have to like warm up and be like, it doesn't just cause I'm talking to a guy doesn't mean that I'm flirting with him. Yeah. I need to be able to have relationships with people without it being like a romantic thing too. So yeah. Anyways, life lesson. Mm. Yeah. That could be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Honestly. How do you talk to oh me? <laughs> oh man. I have loved this so much. Me too. So much. I hope everyone listening <laughs> I'm like, if nothing else, we had a great time. So whatever, (laughs) it'll be amazing. But for those listening, whether they knew you before or not, Mm -hmm. tell them how they can keep up with you. Where can they find you? All that good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So I am on my, I have a website and an Instagram under Natalie met Lewis. Um, and then for singles specifically, I have a Facebook group called wholehearted ladies. Um, come join us. Fun. It's a private group. So we get to like say whatever we want. It's awesome. (laughs) And, um, and you have other people who like, you can just ask for prayer for like situations, stuff like that. And then I have an Instagram account that's just for singles too. It's called it's NML for singles. So you can find those, um, online. That's pretty much what I do, but you can always slide into my DMS and I'll chat too. <laughs> it's, I'm pretty sure that's how we became friends. So yeah, like, I think so. <laughs> DMs. So if this is any proof guys, DMS work. Yeah. Maybe not in your dating life, but in your girl friendships. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Well, friend, thank you so, so much. I just, I'm like on a high from this conversation. I said that earlier, but I so, so appreciate fun. being here. This is so fun. Oh my gosh. Of course. This is awesome. Don't y'all just feel like you met your new best friend? <laughs> I'm telling you, Natalie is every girl's best friend. She's such a mix of tender love and tough love and and at the end of it all just wants to to share hope with you, to share truth and hope that can change your life and free you from whatever shackles you've been bound to. So Natalie, I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the show. Um, Y'all go follow her if you don't already. Buy her amazing products. Um, She's got devotionals and journals for singles, but she also has um, a brand new study called Eternally Fixed, and it's um, cultivating an eternal lens, which no matter what season you're in, holy crap, we need that in our lives. Just remembering that this earth is our temporary home and that we have the hope of heaven and what that means. So I know I am hitting the purchase button as soon as I stop recording this, um, to, to get that devotional in my life too, because no matter what season you're in, um, man, do we need that? So Natalie, thank you for, for being obedient to God's call in your life to, to write the words and encourage the people. Um, you're, you're a gift. And I'm so grateful that people got to hear your story and your words today. So Y'all again, go follow her, go buy your pro, go buy her products and, um, 
and and gift them too. Give them to people in your life if you're um, engaged or married. And I'm hearing this podcast today, but have some sweet single friends in your life that you think would benefit from Natalie's devotionals and products. Like, please, please, please go give them to them because as a single girl, I am telling you right here and now, these, these products have carried me, carried me in this season. And I'm just so grateful. So enough of that. Just do the things, buy the things, follow Natalie, be encouraged. She's amazing. Um, if you haven't gathered that already, I'm a huge fan. So (laughs) If you loved what you heard today, guys, please, 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 you know the drill, go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a kind review just so more and more people know that they can come here to Twirl Talk Podcast for wholehearted advice and encouragement in any season of their life. Um, Y'all, we love you. Happy early Galentine's Day. I hope that, um, especially towards the end of our conversation where we talked about how can married people celebrate their single friends well and how can singles celebrate their married friends well um just love each other celebrate love this month i am so thrilled that we get to do that together i hope that this serves as an encouragement um to go and be loved to in the lives of the people that are around you we'll be back next week with another really amazing episode it's going to be all about just owning your beauty inside and out and yeah it's a good one. It's with a guest that you all have requested many, many times. So get super excited. It's going to be incredible. We'll laugh. We'll cry. We'll feel empowered. I, I just know it. So get excited. It's going to be awesome. And until then, feel free to follow along with the shenanigans of Twirl over on Instagram at Twirl Talk Podcast or at Twirl Lex. Or if you want show notes on anything you heard today or from past episodes, feel free to hop over to our website, twirlboutique.com slash podcast. Y'all, we love you. We're excited for next week. Um, Yeah. Take care. Talk to you soon.